share a word of prayer father in the mighty name of jesus we thank you we bless your name we give you praise we give you honor father we commit this um, meeting this lesson this ministration into your hands we ask oh lord that you take charge whatever you have for us oh lord speak to us in individually let us get it we ask oh lord for enlightenment open up our minds into this wisdom that you are sharing with us and as we go along with the lessons as we go along oh lord we ask that you 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 grant us transformation may we be renewed may our minds be renewed in the mighty name of jesus we ask that you take charge you speak to us in the mighty name of jesus amen amen okay so once everyone can hear me that's fine today we are going to talk about something that we've heard over and over again in the bible we've seen it we talk about it we even have songs about it in the bible it looks so simple but here lies the case where there is an in-depth meaning to it and as you study the bible as you you um you have time for god and and you you meditate that's the word you meditate on the bible god reveals to you and god shows you certain truths in the bible and this is something that god revealed to me or showed me as i read as i meditated on the word and it started with a question started with a question why this why did this have to happen why was it this and you ask you ask you know the lord said draw near to me and i'll draw near to you so as i asked as i draw near to god more and i prayed about it he revealed it to me so that's what we're going to discuss today we are going to uh, we're going to talk about food bread not necessarily bread like the last time but it has to do with bread though so as we spoke about the last time this is my bread and as we are fellowshipping i break my bread Father Jesus, bless this bread in Jesus' name. Amen. And I think about the um, Jesus' death on the cross and I eat my bread. So if you have your bread here, you can do the same thing. The Bible said when they were together, they fellowshiped and they fellowship the breaking of bread and, you know, they remembered Christ's death. And as they did that, numbers were added unto them, miracle signs and wonders followed them. So I've done mine. So if you have yours, you can do it. Amen. Yes, so today we are going to be talking about a mystery. The mystery of the feeding of the 5,000 and the 4,000. Someone might say that uh, we already know about Jesus feeding the 5,000. He broke bread. He gave it to them. They ate. It needs multiplication. We've learned about that and all. But... Here lies the case where, as I continue to read it, as I prayed about it, an in-depth knowledge of it was revealed to me. And God said, I should teach you about it. And as I teach you, you also gain more wisdom in how you study the Bible and how you, you can go deeper and deeper in the Word. Yes, so today's um, topic, you can write it down if you have your book and pen. My book is here. So you can write it down. Yes, it talks. So today we are talking about the mystery of the five thousand and four thousand, and our scripture is taken from Mark chapter eight, verse fourteen to twenty-one. It says that now the disciples had forgotten to take bread, neither had they in the ship. 
with them more than one loaf. And he charged them, saying, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. Some other versions will say, Yeast of the Pharisees and yeast of Herod. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have no bread. And when Jesus knew it, he said unto them, Why reason ye, because ye have no bread? Perceive ye not, neither understand. Have ye your hearts yet hardened? Having eyes, ye um, see ye not, and having ears, hear ye not. Do ye not remember, when I break the five loaves among you, five thousand many basketful of fragments took ye up? And they said unto them, Twelve. And when the seven, yes, and when the seven, when the seven among four thousand, how many basketfuls of fragments took ye up? And they said seven. And he said unto them, How is it that ye do not understand? So in this scripture, Jesus was talking about, Jesus told the disciples that they, they should be beware of the um, yeast or the leaving of the Pharisees and, and, and of Herod. And in the olden days, they used to have even a festival where they eat unleavened bread. So a bread without yeast. Uh, yes, or a bread without leaven. And here, like the case, Jesus was telling them that beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. So they didn't understand. They said, is it because we don't have bread in, in the boat? That's why Jesus is saying this. And Jesus was shocked. Like, ah, I'm telling you this. You're, you're supposed to understand this. This is so simple for you to understand. And he said that... Um, why don't you understand? So Jesus was shocked. He was like, ah, why don't you understand? It's so easy for you to understand. And Jesus went ahead and told them about when he broke the five loaves, um, five loaves of bread for the five thousand people. And also when he broke um, the, seven loaves, um, the seven loaves among the four thousand people. And he was telling them, ah, how many basketfuls was left? And he said seven. He said, ah, this explains what I just said. So you witness all this. How come you do not understand? amen so as i read this scripture i myself i didn't understand so i was like why was jesus saying they don't understand of course they don't understand what you said me as i read the scripture i didn't even understand so how much more of them they didn't even have the holy spirit so i decided to pray about it so i prayed about it i i, I meditated on the scripture and as um i went on there were some deductions that I got from this just this scripture that I read. The first is the emphasis. Okay, so the emphasis is on verse 17 and 18. Jesus was shocked they couldn't understand what he said. And to him, it was so simple that they had to get this one. This brings us to our sermon of the day. That is the mystery of the feeding of the 5,000 and 4,000. So what was it that Jesus was so shocked they couldn't understand about the feeding of the 5,000 and the 4,000. Amen. So we are moving on. So looking at Mark chapter 8, verse 14 to 21, uh, Jesus expected them to understand what he said. But what he said doesn't really make sense. He said, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. He related it to the feeding of, of the 5,000 and the 4,000. So this tells us that to understand the living of the Pharisees and Herod, we first must understand the feeding of the 5,000 and the 4,000. 
So if we have to understand what exactly Jesus said, what what do we have to do? We have to understand um, the feeding of the 5,000 and the 4,000 because that is what Jesus related this to. Amen. So let's look at some differences between the feeding of the 5,000 and the 4,000. As we are as we are moving on, I want you to understand how to meditate on scripture, how to get revelations from it, and how to understand it by 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 reason of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, yes. So I want us to understand um, some differences between the the feeding of the five thousand and the feeding of the four thousand. So you realize that with the feeding of the five thousand. They were Jews. It was on Jewish land. So the feeding of the 5,000 was mainly for Jews. Let me say it that way. So it's the Jews that um, Jesus fed. They were 5,000 Jesus fed the five loaves. And with the 4,000, you realize they were Gentiles because it was on a Gentile land. Yes. And and, and that's that's one difference between the feeding of the 5,000 and the feeding of the 4,000. So moving on, okay, let me put this in the comment section so you can see it, so you can see it, so. So moving on, we are going to look deeper into the feeding of the 5,000. Please, is someone with me? We are going deeper into the feeding of the 5,000. You can just put down, you know, an emoji so that I know you are following. Sister Renee, I see you. I see you, Sister Renee. I see you. So as we move on deeper, yeah, um, to Jesus feeds the five thousand. It's the scripture is in Matthew chapter fourteen, verse thirteen to twenty-one. Matthew fourteen, verse thirteen to twenty-one. If you have a Bible, you can open up and read Matthew fourteen, verse thirteen to twenty-one. I'm also putting it in the comment section so you can read. Said, and when Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by a boat privately into a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed, he saw a crowd. He had compassion of them, healed the sick. And as evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place. It's already getting late. Send the crowds away. And Jesus said that they do not need to go away. We will give them something to eat. Then Jesus um when they came they came back with only five loaves of bread and two fish and jesus said bring them to me jesus gave the the five loaves and two fish he 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 blessed it he looked up to heaven he blessed it and he he broke it and gave it to the disciples to give to them and after they ate there was 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over and the number of those who ate was 5,000 besides women and children. It is actually believed that there were like 20,000 people because the 5,000 was only men. First, they, they didn't really count women and children, so it was only men. So actually, when they did the statistics, it's actually about 20,000 people. Amen. Yes. So the, um, what we deduce from this scripture, um, I, the Holy Spirit revealed to me, was that we all know this scripture is about food and multiplication. But going deeper, you realize it's about numbers. There are a lot of numbers in this scripture. And they sound so normal. 
but there's a deeper meaning into these numbers not as in the number of people in that jesus blessed but the numbers used in the scripture you will notice in this story that there were five loaves of bread and two fish and what the holy spirit revealed to me was that the five represents the law genesis exodus leviticus numbers the law that was given you know to the people by moses and the law was given to 12 tribes of israel so the five bread represents the law and the 12 tribes of of israel that was the leftover represents you know uh, represents the the 12 baskets full that were left over so the 12 tribes of israel represent the five baskets um, the 12 baskets full that were left over how do i know this after they were satisfied 12 baskets full of leftovers were collected representing the 12 tribes of israel jesus expected them to know this like it's about numbers i gave five bread out and after it was 12 12 tribes of israel like the law i gave to the people so you are supposed to understand it how come you don't understand it so jesus expected them to know this this was so simple that he expected them to know but they didn't know because this one is not even about me it's about and the law given to to the 12 tribes of israel so that's the mystery behind the feeding of the five thousand jesus gave out five loaves of bread five loaves of bread to and and after 12 12 um, um, baskets full was left over that is the 12 tribes of israel please hope i'm not confusing you hope you are, hope you are getting it if, I, if i'm confusing you please tell me but if, if you are following you can just put down an emoji so i know you are following amen so five bread given to 12 uh, 12 tribes of israel amen amen so we move on as we move on we move on to the feeding of the four thousand. feeding of the let me put down the scripture and you realize that the there were two as you as you even read the bible you realize that they, they, they put down the feeding of the 5,000 and they also put down the feeding of the 4,000. So you would think about it. Why would they put down two feedings? Because Jesus fed 5,000 and 4,000. It's the same thing. So you can just put one inside, one miracle inside. So we know. But why did they put uh, two specifically inside? And you realize it's because of this. Because these two miracles are attached to what Jesus told them these two miracles have a mystery behind them amen is I, I want an emoji to, to see if if you are getting me before i continue with the mystery of the father uh, i want to see if, if you are getting it amen yes so So Jesus feeds the water. The water, that scripture is in Matthew 15, verse 29. So Jesus left there and went along the Sea of Galilee. Then he went up on the mountainside and sat down. Crowds came to him, bringing the lame, saying, 
and the people I meet when they saw me speaking, they praised God of Israel. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They have been with me for three days. Note, the people had been with Jesus for three days and they have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry or they may collapse on the way. And his disciples, so where could they said, where, where could we get enough bread in this remote place to feed such a crowd? How many loaves do you have? He just asked. They said, seven loaves. They replied, and a few small fish. So he told the crowd to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves and fish, and he had given thanks. He broke them and gave them to his disciples, and in turn, to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And afterward, the disciples picked up seven basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was 4,000 men, besides women and children. So he realized Jesus had been with them for three days. And we all know that Jesus is the bread of life. Yes, we all know Jesus is the bread of life. And as Jesus had been with them for three days, this is what I deduced from the numbers. So, so with the feeding of the 4,000, as compared to the 5,000, Numbers are also in play here. Numbers are also in play here. Before we go on to that, there is something that stands out in the scripture. Jesus spent three days with them, as I said earlier. Jesus spent three days. And this represents the span of Jesus' ministry, which was three years. Jesus, Jesus started his ministry at the age of 30 years and 33 he died. So Jesus' ministry was three years three years he he even though he spent so he, um you know he felt like 33 years on the earth and his um, ministry was just three years so he's spending three days with them this represents the span of his ministry which was three years so anything that happens here refers to what happened after jesus because when you look into the scripture let's go a little deeper when you look into the scripture jesus said that I have compassion for these. They have been with me for three days and have nothing to eat. They have been with me for three years, but they have nothing to eat. So when I go, what will they eat? Because right now I'm here. Jesus said in the word that right now um, um, I'll pray the Father and he will bring the Holy Spirit, who is your comforter, and he will guide you and protect you. But when Jesus was there, the Holy Spirit hadn't come. So Jesus was there at that moment and Jesus and they had Jesus. But if Jesus goes, what then would the people feed on? So Jesus said that, I have compassion for these people. They have been with me three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry or they may collapse on the way. Amen. So this represents the span of Jesus' ministry, which was three years. Jesus spending three days with them refers to the three years Jesus spent with us on the earth. So anything that happens here refers to what happened after Jesus. Amen. Back to our numbers. Jesus gave them seven loaves, which represent. Okay, yes. So before I I go on, I, I want I want I want someone to get this for me. We we did the numbers with the um, the, the five thousand, and the only thing different here is that Jesus's ministry, which spanned from three years, came. So that means that. And, and that that refers to the three days they just spent to Jesus. So, who who who, who is getting this one? It, um, it's 
is someone here getting this one the the, the is the same thing as the numbers the mystery behind this scripture if if anyone has an idea you can or any ideas in your mind you can just say it we are all learning so we know amen start with me start diana if anyone has an idea about um the mystery of the four thousand we've, we've talked about the mystery of the five thousand so if anyone has an idea you can just um put it down so i know or unmute yourself and and talk if, if there's anything in your mind that you are, you are thinking about you can just put it down so i know for you Okay, sister Winnie, I can see you typing. Okay, sister Winnie said, I know the spiritual meaning of seven is wisdom. Amen. Indeed. The spiritual meaning of seven is wisdom. God bless you, sister. The spiritual meaning of seven is wisdom. Sister Diana, is there anything that you have for us? Okay. Sister okay, Diana said that's what I knew about it too. That is it. Okay, that's correct and that is true. That is really true. The spiritual meaning of seven is wisdom. Let's 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 look at what we have. So back to our numbers as we are there and we are getting it. I, I'm so impressed on how you are learning. Indeed, it is. We are getting it. So Jesus gave them the seven loaves, which represents the seven spirits of God. And that is the Holy Spirit. And wisdom is part of the Holy Spirit. Wisdom is part of the Holy Spirit. The, the, the seven spirits of God. We have the spirit of wisdom and understanding. We have the spirit of power. And they are all the seven spirits of the Holy Holy, um, Holy Spirit. The seven spirits of God. So Jesus gave them seven loops, which represents the seven spirits of God. That is the Holy Spirit. So seven also represents the Holy Spirit. And indeed, He is the spirit of wisdom. Amen. But the Holy Spirit was was first poured out to the disciples you realize that in, in acts chapter 2 that they were in, in in a place and as they were fellowshipping the holy spirit descended upon them like tons of fire so the holy spirit was first poured out to the disciples before the people so this brings us to a full understanding that jesus gave the seven loaves first to the disciples who in turn shared it among the people so Jesus, after the seven loaves, he blessed it, he gave it to the disciples. And the disciples after also gave it to the people. So there is something beautiful about this, this, this scripture. In chapter 37, they picked up leftovers of basketfuls. We've not talked, we've not spoken about that. But they picked up leftovers of seven basketfuls. And and who can tell me what this means? The the, the seven leftovers of basketfuls. We right now we know that. The seven bread that was given to them, it represents the Holy Spirit, the seven spirits of God. So after they ate, what was left was seven baskets full. So who can tell me what it is? If, if anyone has an idea, you can just put it down in the comment section. 
we are doing a Bible study, so we are learning. Amen. Anything that you have, you can just put it down. Said the master will name anything, anything. The seven baskets full that was left. What do you think it means? What do you think it means? And as you are doing it, it's, it's helping you in your, your Bible study life. How to meditate on the word and go deeper. Amen. Is there anything? Is there anything that you have? Okay. Okay, so next time. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. So said, doesn't mean the day of the Sabbath. Oh, that, that, that's true. Seven also means the day of the Sabbath. No, that's not what it means. According to the context, according to the context, it's like Jesus was with us for three days. Jesus was with us on the earth for three years. And he gave us, after Jesus had gone, he gave us the seven spirits of God. That is the Holy Spirit. And what was left after was seven. After the earth, they were filled, they were full. After what was left was seven. Do you understand? So, so this, the the seven baskets full. Okay, start with me. Come again. Does it represent nation? Oh, not really. Not really. You have a point. Not really. So let me let me let me let us go deeper so that we understand it more and more. So I was also confused about this because I realized that in the of the five thousand, the twelve represented the twelve tribes of 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 Israel. So I did this seven is a nation or something. But as I prayed about it and went deeper, um, I realized that the seven basket falls meant that the Holy Spirit is sealed with us. Seven was poured out on us, and seven remains. So until Jesus comes. We still have the Holy Spirit. Nothing more, nothing less. We still have the Holy Spirit. um, After Jesus left, the Holy Spirit was poured on us. And we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. Seven was poured on us. And we still have the seven. That seven still remains. So we have the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Colossians 2 says, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. So seven also can mean the fullness, the fullness of God. And in the chapter 10 said, and in Christ, he has been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. So Jesus poured out today. After Jesus left the three days, he poured that his, his spirit upon us. Seven was poured out on us and we still have the seven and we are sealed with the seven till the, the day Jesus returns. So we have seven. The seven given to us, we still hold it. We still have it. Amen. Acts chapter 10, verse 44 says, Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to their message. The Jewish believers, so we realized that the 4,000 was, um, it wasn't for, it, it, it wasn't for Jews. As we, we saw the difference between um, 
the five thousand and the four thousand, we realize that the five thousand were Jews and the four thousand were Gentiles. Yes. So this means that even the Gentiles also, um, it will be poured. The Holy Spirit will be poured on them, not only on the Jews but also on the Gentiles. And in Acts chapter ten, as Peter was speaking, the Holy Spirit also fell on the Gentiles. Amen. Said, and the Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too, for they heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God. So the Gentiles are also part, um, also are also gosh, um, are also um, people that the Holy Spirit will fall upon us. That's why we also we were Gentiles, and the Holy Spirit also fall and um, fell upon us. Amen. So we got seven. We still have the seven remaining. Amen. So as we've seen the meaning or the mystery behind the 5,000 and the 4,000, I want us to look at the yeast. That's our main question here. The yeast of the of the Pharisees and Herod. The yeast of the Pharisees and Herod. Right now, Jesus um, um, told, us, told them that Ah, I did the, the I, I fed the 5,000, I fed the 4,000. How do you not understand what I just said? Jesus spoke about the yeast of the Pharisees and Herod, and he he referred it to the 5,000 that he fed and the 4,000 that he fed. So now that our minds or we have been enlightened about the mystery behind the 5,000 and the 4,000, let us go deeper into what Jesus said the yeast of the Pharisees and Herod. Because as Christians, as Jesus said, we should be careful. We also ought to know what it means so that we also are careful in our dealings. Amen. I want us to, um, to, to just say a word of prayer. Let's just speak in tongues for one minute or just, just thank God for one minute for, for, for this, this message, this message, this mystery that he has revealed to us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So the yeast of the Pharisees and Herod. Yeah. So in other versions, uh, before we know this, we have to know the meaning of of living bread, uh, of living bread or yeast. You know, we have to know what it means. Yes. So the yeast of the Pharisees and Herod. In other versions, they say living bread, as we read in our scripture. Other versions say living bread. Others to say yeast instead of yeast. So. As um, Jesus said, the Her- um, that Herod and um, the yeast of the Pharisees and Her- Herod, we realize that Herod and the Pharisees represent a system in the spiritual realm. There are systems in the spiritual realm that we cannot see that are actually working against us. So Herod, it didn't necessarily mean the Herod in that time or the Pharisees in that time, but it, it's actually a system in the spiritual realm. And we all know that yeast, yeast ferments dough. Yeast ferments dough. So Jesus was implying that we should beware of the systems of tradition and government that falsely influence the body of Christ. That those systems influence the body of Christ. 
Amen. And Jesus, Jesus is the bread. Jesus is the bread. And he said, he even said in the scripture that take this is my body. And the body of Christ is also the church. So it's the yeast ferments dough. The yeast ferments dough, which which is the bread. So we should be careful that the yeast doesn't influence the body of Christ, doesn't influence the bread. It can influence the taste, it can influence the structure. The yeast doesn't influence the bread. Let's go deeper into Herod. Herod was a king then, meaning he represents the governing systems and rulers of this world. He just used as a representation. He told them, Jesus told them to be careful of their influence. Be careful of the governing systems of this world, the rulers of this world. Be careful of their influence. Even now, they want to do a one world religion. The body of Christ isn't staring this, but those in power, the governing system, they are staring it. Amen. Even in our country, they want to, um, you know, have LGBTQ rights and all those things. It's not the body of Christ that's staring this, but those in power that's staring this. Amen. So the Pharisees also represent the traditional systems and religiosity of the world. He told them to be careful of their influence in the body of Christ. Some people are, um, 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 are so, you know, you have to do this before you go to heaven. And once I was in, I was in a, in, a, in, in, in a bus going to work and someone told me that if I paint my nails, if, if I, I, I do my hair, that means I'm, 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 I'll miss heaven. <laughs> and it's so funny because Jesus never said your hair will make you miss heaven. Neither did Jesus said when you paint. Jesus said when you paint your your nails, you are going to miss heaven. Jesus never said that. But all these are the traditional systems and religiosity of the world. And Jesus was telling them be careful of their influence in the body of Christ. And Jesus used the Pharisees to represent that. Once Jesus' disciples didn't wash their hands before eating, and they were reporting to Jesus, why didn't your people wash their hands? And Jesus said, it's not what you take in, in your heart, in your, in your heart, that, um, I've forgotten actually what he said, but it's not what you take in your heart that defiles you, but it's what comes out of your heart that defiles you. So um, the, Jesus was telling us that we should be careful all these systems that are, are influencing the body of Christ. Amen. So the conclusion, the conclusion is, we've heard all this about the mystery of the 5,000. Now we've able to deduce what Jesus actually meant about the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. So what's our conclusion here? Why was God telling them this? Why was why did the Holy Spirit want us to know the scripture? As a Christian, you have to be careful of all these systems that come against you. And in this time that we are in, these systems have become so strong and they come with, with it being normality. Once the law has said it, it is normal. Once it is normal, it is this, it is that. That word normal. Oh, we all do it. Yeah, that's what we do. 
they have influenced the body of Christ so much in our system. That's when we actually need this word. We need this word. But these systems are pushing hard in influencing the body of Christ, the church. And so, I overcome these systems. How do I overcome them? How do I know where to how do I stand against all these influences coming from the government, coming from, from, from religion? And they can even use your own family can be against you. All because of these systems that are pushing it hard, influencing the body of Christ. How do you overcome these? And God told me that by being deeply rooted and grounded in the word, you need the word in you. As you grow in, 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 in the word, as you grow as a Christian, as you have deeper fellowship, there's a, a need for the word to be increased. As you grow, the word increases to overcome all those things that come around you. Colossians 2 verse 6 to 7 says this, So then, just as you received Christ Jesus, as, you, as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened, in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thanks and thankfulness so deeply rooted and grounded in the word be deeply rooted as you are growing in the word as you are growing as a christian different kinds of influences higher influences will come against you but as you are growing your world life is also in, also growing so that when you meet them you can overcome them you can stand against them you can use your sword because your sword is getting longer the sword of spirit as the word of god as you go is getting longer because you are feeding the spirit you are feeding the spirit with your word and you are growing in the word and in prayer and your sword is getting longer and you are able to stand you are able to fight against anything that comes your way so that you are you are not influenced amen amen Yes, so we've learned so much today. We've learned so much today. This is also to help you in your Bible study life so that you don't just, you know, have a normal Bible study, but you have an encounter when you study your Bible. You know um, God is able to release to you deep things and mysteries. Amen. So we've, we've learned about, about the mystery of the 5,000 that the five represents the law that Jesus gave to the 12 disciples and the and Jesus gave sorry Jesus gave to the um, 12 tribes of, of Israel and that is the 12 leftovers that were left and we realized that the 4,000 after Jesus the first one was also the 5,000 before the 4,000 so after Jesus gave them the the law in to the 12 tribes of Israel then Jesus came when Jesus came, Jesus spent three years with, with us in the 4,000. And Jesus spent three days with them. And Jesus was when Jesus was leaving, he knew that we would be hungry and we might faint. So Jesus sent us the Holy Spirit. That is the three bread that he gave to them. And what was left over, the seven loaves, seven baskets fulls were left over. And that is the Holy Spirit. So even though Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit, we still have seven. We still have that same Holy Spirit because we are sealed with the Holy Spirit till the day Christ returns. Amen. 
Amen. So have this understanding that the Holy Spirit is not going anywhere. As you were filled, you receive, you have all the seven spirits of the Holy Spirit and you have him. No deduction, no addition. You have the Holy Spirit. And you also, as we've read this, be careful of the yeast of the Pharisees and Herod. Be careful of the governmental systems and the traditionality of the world because there are systems in the spirit that are influencing and it comes out, you know, into the physical and we see them as oh they are the leaders they are doing this and they are doing that it's normal but actually it's not and as a christian you have to be rooted in the word for you to be able to stand and as you grow your sword gets longer and you're able to fight higher devils or higher you know enemies that come your way you're able to fight their influence you're able to stand as a christian amen amen i i i hope you've learned something because I, I have, I have, even I have learned something from this word. I want us to pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for this word, for this mystery that has been unveiled, that, that, that has been unveiled to us. We thank you so much that you've granted us this wisdom. You've granted us this understanding. Oh Lord, even as we have fed your word, we are praying for your transformation power to be so to be to be so abundant in our life. Transform us, renew our mind, grant us wisdom, oh Lord, to be able to stand against the warehouse of the enemy. Father, help us to stand. Help us, oh Lord, hunger for your word. Help us, oh Lord, hunger for prayer. Teach us in this school. Father, teach us in this school. I know and believe that as we spoke, you spoke to everyone individually. Each one received a message, an individual message from you. We thank you, Lord, so much for it. And we ask, oh Lord, you will help us grow in you, have a deeper fellowship with you. We love you so much. And we thank you, oh Lord, for this In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I'm coming to cut the, the video call and we'll continue in the comment section. If you have, if you learned anything, put it down in the comment section so I, I see. Okay, and if you have any questions as well, put it down in the comment section so we discuss them and we'll close them. Thank you so much for coming. I appreciate you all. For I love you all so, so much. And I thank you for coming to feed on the word. I know that this um, seed that you are sowing will become a bountiful harvest. Nothing in, in, in God is done is, is, is done, you know, for no reason because God sees, as God sees it, he will record you accordingly in the mighty name of I'm ending the call. I love you also. Awesome.